Welcome to the Passion Over Profits podcast with Top Son Goku, bringing you your weekly dose of Dragon Ball Super Collector's content. Stay tuned for exclusive interviews with some of the most knowledgeable DBS collectors in the community. What's up, guys? My name is Sasan Goku. Welcome back to the Passion Over Profits podcast. First and foremost, Happy New Year. It's finally 2022. And uh, I say finally just because, you know, last year wasn't too amazing. Like, uh, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't too bad, to be honest. But uh, let, let's just hope that next year is just better than last. Let's, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's pretty basic, but uh, that, I think that that's a pretty damn good resolution, right? Let's, let's just make it better than last year, right? <laughs> um, in today's episode, I have a guest. I have a mythical Saiyan Dargib. Like, it's such a good friend of mine. Like, we've been friends for a couple years now he's a uh dragon ball collector right so he's he's been collecting the all the way from the vintage card as stuff to uh pansy to dbs of course but also a little bit more obscure stuff so uh definitely go check him out on instagram mythical saiyan dargib i'm sure you guys know him already but just you know just making sure and um man this this episode um is uh, kind of the, the type of episode that I didn't really have to write any questions down right like like we just connected on the phone and um got a conversation rolling right like just two friends talking about stuff that we're both passionate about and uh man it's it's crazy it, it's it took so long for me to to be to to have been able to interview him like it's it's oh man finally and uh all right, I mean to be to be fair, like I, it's my fault, right? I, I take full responsibility. I've been flaky. I've been unmotivated to record to record podcasts, and and every time that I record a podcast, it's always such a blast. I I have so much fun, and I never never regret. I never regret it, man, because it's it's just it's it's always so cool. Like uh, like you know when when you have friends and 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 you don't you don't really call them. Because you know it's life, and you always have stuff to do. But even though you're you're both both on your phone and you're typing and whatever, it's so stupid, right? We we should just FaceTime each other. But uh, but anyway, and uh, and and recording these podcasts have kind of been like uh, like a way for me to make sure that I actually get stay in contact with friends and and actually have true conversation conversations with them in, instead of just small talk uh, through uh, Instagram. Instagram DMs, right? And so, and and this, this it was finally uh, Dar's uh, Dar's turn, and it was so so great, man. Like like I said, it's, it was nothing too crazy. It's not like crazy topics that we're going through, but I think there's a lot of value there, and uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, now, fair warning, like this this episode as man, the the audio is absolute trash. I think I think this podcast is probably gonna go down in history as least uh professional podcast ever and and uh, man i've been trying i've really been trying to recording my podcast with external microphones to increase the quality of audio but it, this is this is not working out at all um like this app um man it it oh, man the, the app i'm using and it, it's pretty damn great like if you know anchor it 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 has lots of features i mean it's 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 such it's it's such a dream because you just have an app and it does everything for you. But at the same time, um, if you want to 
record with an external microphone like you need to click on the invite link be a guest on your own podcast like host the podcast on your phone use the external microphone on your pc as a guest it's and and i think i think being a guest on the same network or something is is decreasing the quality of audio like somewhere in the middle of the podcast my my voice is so echoey you can't you can't even understand me so i think i think from now on i'm just going to you know just just record on my phone like i'm doing right now i think like the audio actually sounds better like um, dar is just recording on on his phone and you can hear him more clearly um throughout you know big chunks of the of of the interview you can hear him more clearly than 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 me who is using an external microphone so obviously i'm not using fancy equipment or anything but you you would expect the microphone to work better than the iphone right so <laughs> anyway um that was a yeah that was a huge huge tangent but i i hope you you guys enjoy this podcast nevertheless and uh, i'll see you in the next one talk to you soon guys take care i'll do the intro later uh let's let's not worry about that but uh how have you been man i'm good man i'm uh i'm just enjoying everything that's been going on in the community and seeing everybody getting excited. Um, just, you know, taking it day by day. It's been a little rough year for, uh, you know, my wife, which, you know, you and some yeah. of the guys that we talk to uh, regularly have had, but we're trying to keep a positive outlook on life. So, you know, take the good with the bad. Yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, man, it's, it's such a rough year and I, I, it's, it's, um, it's, it's pretty incredible, you know, um, in, in my family as well, like not, not, not my close, close family, but, uh, um, you know, second degree family, I, I hear, uh, you know, uh, an aunt having cancer and, and, and friends get, getting cancer. I think it's just all the delayed, um, uh, yeah the, the delayed hospitalizations and stuff and and, and workups that, that's that's just so messed up man people people are scared going to the doctor and, and and asking for for help and then it's it's too late it's it's pre ah man such a depressing year it's 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 time that we move on to 2022 because uh yeah it's it's yeah i mean i I have the utmost respect for people like you and Pokey Grammar being in the health field and dealing with like the crisis that's currently going on on top of like all of the other, you know, sicknesses and um, dilemmas that we have as as a race. It's just it's it's such it's good, a challenge. Good have, man. Yeah, it's good challenge. to have good caring people like you too. Well, I mean, I, I stepped away from it, right? I stepped away yeah. from it. Uh, I, I'm not doing clinical work anymore, so. Uh... I, I, it was too much, man. <laughs> yeah, too I, much. Trust me, I, I mean, I have the background in, in mental health, which is a little bit right. different. And I stepped away from it to, to do more um, work comp stuff. And it's been such a, a change of pace. And I'm so much happier not being in mental health anymore. So did you do the switch uh, last year or? Uh... I did it in 2017. So like oh, right yeah. at the time, <laughs> you know, like whenever like, DBS was kind of just getting its feet wet. I was like switching gears and uh, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm happy I made that change because it was, it was a lot. That's good to hear, man. It takes a lot of, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's, it's sw uh, having switched myself this year, it's uh, man, it, it takes a lot of self-awareness and, and, and guts to, to do a career switch. Uh, 
it's um it's pretty challenging <laughs> uh yeah. yeah so yeah good for you man it's uh yeah i i see now how how important that is that if if you don't feel comfortable in a certain field or uh or certain job or, or whatever that i mean you, you just gotta move on right it's uh exactly yeah. i mean you I, the way I approach it and our generation is a little different. because, like, you know, my, somebody like my mom, my mom's been with her company mm. for almost my entire life. I'm 34. She's been there for 33 years. Right. Um, you know, we don't, we don't see that kind of loyalty anymore these days. Um, but like, at, you know, any job you're going into, you want to make sure that you're giving it a hundred percent the whole way. And, you know, when I got to that place where I was like, I just can't do this a hundred percent anymore. I knew it was time to, to make a shift. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, how is the audio for you uh, right now? Pretty good. Right. Uh, do you hear uh, like cars in the background and stuff or? No, no, I don't hear anything like that. It's just you. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, well, oh, man, my, my, my setup is pretty bad. It's pretty ghetto, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> oh man. With anchor anchor doesn't make it easy. Uh, you, uh, as a host, you can't use an exter external microphone. Uh, so, uh, so the way I do it is I um, uh, I also click on the invite link that I sent you, and I, I, I click it open on my PC because you can't. Uh, so, so first challenge, right? You can't uh, be on a podcast with multiple people on the PC. <laughs> you can only do that on the phone. You can only weird. do that on the phone. Phone. So I need to make uh, the invite link from my phone but but you can't use an external microphone on your phone so it's <laughs> pretty oh man it's it's such I'm, a pain yeah i'm doing the opposite because i i can't get to my desktop right now so i have to use my phone so hopefully <laughs> you can hear me okay i i can i can hear you totally fine man uh it's uh so sometimes it's cracking up i guess because because you maybe speak a little bit too close to the phone but uh i mean Whatever, man. It's 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 pro passion over profits is probably gonna be like the the the, the least professional podcast out there anyway. So, <laughs> oh man, it's the uh, thought that matters, right? What 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 do you say? It's the thought that counts. Right, right. I I hope I, I hope the people listening can have some some sort of value, and it's it's not. I mean, you don't get a headache or something through the, the bad quality uh, audio. <laughs> I'm I'm actually uh, a lot on the train uh, with uh, my current job, and I, I've been listening to podcasts myself. And then uh, it's it's shocking, like the difference of quality between the podcast I'm listening to and my own podcast. It's like <laughs> night and day, man. It's absolutely yeah, I insane. actually the only the only podcast that I really listen to um, are like I listen to a lot of fantasy sports podcasts because I'm like really into fantasy sports here in the U.S. Mm. Um, but then, like, I listened to you, and I've listened a few times to Hermit Style, who um, right. he does some pretty good stuff, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, but really, outside of that, I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, so I think you're doing a, a bang-up job, but I just might not know better. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Let's – let's um... – yeah, let's uh, let, let's start. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I, I didn't really prepare as much as I usually do, but I think I think you and I, you know, I mean, you you and I get along great. I, I think we're just gonna have a casual conversation here. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, so first thing I kind kind of want to touch on is um, 
you know, like, uh, like how DBS has been doing over the last 12 months <laughs> or yeah. let's say even 18 months. Cause, uh, we've seen like the, the incredible, um, increase of, of attention to DBS, incredible hype price spikes, and then kind of it, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of dying out, but, uh, prices are still higher than 2022. Of course, that's not, that's not difficult. Um, and, um, and, and we've seen, I mean, I, I guess Unison Warriors, the Unison Warrior block is almost over, I guess. Um, yeah, my we, we my know, guess but... is maybe if they do it similar to how they did the first nine sets, maybe we get like three more sets, but I, I would yeah. think that would probably be it. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, we're not, and hmm, I, w I was told that the first nine sets wasn't really one block. Right. It was, it was, yeah. you had one to four was one block, I think. And then yeah, when they, five to they nine. Had, like the little thing, uh, they had like the little logo on like um, mm -hmm. those boxes. I can't remember exactly what, what it was uh, called, but yeah, I, I think we're probably pretty close to finishing up Unison Warrior. We've right. been doing it for a while now. So, um, so we're, we're kind of, we're kind of finishing like a, like a chapter in our TCG. So, uh, it's I think it's cool to kind of reflect back on it, and uh, I want to talk mainly about Unison Warrior. I think, um, yeah. I think I think I mean B two one two nine. I think what else can we say? But uh, I, I, what what did you think about uh, Mythic Booster? I think Mythic Booster is great. So like I've opened up a little bit. I haven't opened up any boxes yet because we haven't gotten them in the states. Um, but I have opened up some gift boxes because they. For whatever oh, yeah. reason retail stores um so i opened up probably like five or six of those and um the cards look awesome however i posted yesterday um a, probably about and, and this can also be said for special anniversary 2021 um mm -hmm. I, I think they're printing so much that there's like gaps in the quality control right now so like what, what on, did you what did you see as uh, as problems so like for for special anniversary there was a lot of like cards that were majorly OC. So like mm. they're either pushed really far to the left or really far to the right. Whereas with mythic booster, the ones that I opened, I would say honestly close to about 50% of the gold foils that I pulled. It looks like they're scratched, but they're not scratched. They're just missing pieces to the gold foiling. Oh um, yeah. We've seen, we've seen that uh, throughout almost the entirety of Unison, Unison War, especially BT 11, I want to say. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Like scuffs on the on the goal. Like it's it's almost like these horizontal lines, right? Yeah, yeah. So That's there's definitely like about, pieces yeah. missing. Um, mm -hmm. like if people bought collector volume, like instead of having like you know like on the collector volume how they had the texture and stuff like that, yeah. But there was like parts where like the foiling, like it would almost look like there's like little bubbles where it looks like a pin has been pushed into oh. the card, and missing that foil. Um, oh. It's like the opposite of this. It's just like a straight line, but there's like multiple of them where it's like missing in the, the gold foiling. But oh, the so card you think it's the itself, same type of uh, problem? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't know how it's going to impact grading. I would expect it's probably going to impact surfaces fine. a good bit. Um, but I, who knows? I mean, like usually whenever we have issues like that, and I haven't really had too many issues with blue cards like, myself but i know like whenever collector's volume came out um you, you know some of our friends they reached out to bandai and they said like that's just a manufacturing issue yeah that's the way it is and we're yeah. not going to do anything about it so yeah yeah, yeah. and i understand man uh, imagine i mean because because i had the same problem right i mean the, the, the cards in the collector volume one 
uh, are kind of bent on the corners just because of yeah. the way that the, the product is designed, right? Like those cards get, I mean, there's pressure on the, on those corners. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, imagine having, having to refund or, or resend a, a, a new batch to, to all your customers. I mean, that's, that's just not feasible, right? Just deal with it. That's just how the product is made. Yeah. Right? It's, I think it's frustrating from our end because like so many of us are just so used to the high quality and like, Oh yeah. Honestly, I mean, DBS really like the first few sets and we've talked at this, me and you, mm-hmm. at, at the first few sets, like the quality control just really wasn't that great. And then it got really good for a period there, probably like after um, miraculous revival minus like a little bit in the salt of the Saiyans with like the spotting issue. Um, but it was really good up through like, really vicious rejuvenation when like print lines started becoming like a major thing again um, yeah oh my god yeah bt11 <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah it just it got uh, a little crazy with the print lines and, and things like that but oh, i mean overall, like oh. if i'm looking at quality control like i still think that dragon ball super is light like you know i i'm a cross collector like right. it's still light years ahead of like any of the other games that right. i'm collecting you're, <laughs> you're much more likely to get at least a BGS 9.5 oh, yeah. than you are, you know, with Pokemon or Digimon or any other card Absolutely. game. Absolutely. We can't, we're, we really can't complain in terms of, uh, you know, print quality for DBS. Uh, I mean, Digimon always at edge wear or corner wear on, on those black corners. Uh, yep. and, and, and I mean, Pokemon as well. Like those, <laughs> have you seen those, uh, those gold, uh, those um, how, how, uh, uh, anniversary collection gold Charizard and gold Pikachu. How how is it called? Yeah, right. yeah. I, those uh, I mean, those <laughs> were always like um, chipping issues and things oh, like that. Yeah, I think even with like them being slabbed, like some of the slab, like I know PSA stopped slabbing them because I guess yeah. the cases were like making them chip too. So you yeah. know, it's just I think a lot of these companies are just printing so much and so fast yeah. to try the demand it's just you're gonna have those lapses in quality control but even still like if you look at like the quality control now and i'll compare it to like pnz because you know like i was like i've collected bandai cards for so long like i've i collected in the 90s during card ass i was collecting gundam ms war cards like early 2000 2001 um and then now i'm collecting dragon ball super and digimon and like it's just light years. Like when I open up a, a DBS pack, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth because I don't have to worry as much about like just as many factory issues. Like there is some with like the specialty products, but like set products for the most part are still pretty good. Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. I mean, those, those old cards, like they always had issues as well. Like, they had, you know, Cardass had shipping and Edgeware with like, you know, um, whenever you bought your nine fives, I told you, <laughs> that was a great purchase because like i mean as somebody who has a lot of card ass it's taken me years to find copies of certain cards that i really want in my good condition and like almost all of them have like some type of chipping or something like that oh yeah man those um, card ass cards like uh like for for the exception of a few like two or three cards i think th- those were kind of my first card ass purchase right and i and ever so in 2020 like june 2020 or something and uh, ever since that purchase, I've tried to replicate that, right? I wanted to expand yep. on the on the Gem Mint Cardass uh, collection, but that's just been such a pain, man. Like, it's I haven't found so one single 
Gemmin card yet, and I've purchased even even like modern card as product. Like I'm not sure, man. It it doesn't it doesn't look Gemmin to me. Like I, I can try, really but uh, oh, so man. like the, the card stock, which you know, is a lot different, right? So like card yeah. is very flimsy, and so like oh, when they're making cuts, the the cuts sometimes just don't come out very clean. Um, yeah. Like a lot of the new ones, they have like the weird like so you could see it's almost like a plastic that is like hanging off from like a corner um, <laughs> yeah. from like the way it was cut. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. And you can see kind of the prism coming through the back. Right. Yep. Oh man. It, it, it almost looks fake. <laughs> to be honest, it almost looks fake. The, and that's the why, card ass I think cards that's why are so many, too weird. That's so why so many people like print fake card ass cards. Cause it's like easy to kind of replicate that. Oh so yeah. You really that, that quality shit. Yeah. I mean, and and that, yeah, and that cardstock is like so thin, right? Super, super thin. Oh man, like like you you take it the wrong way and you just bend the card, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You have to be very careful. Like when I'm when I'm going to do like photos with them, like you know, I always am like wearing gloves in general. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I am a lot more cautious when I'm handling those because all it's going to take is me like just slipping up. From putting it back in its top loader or its binder for for me to like bend it and ruin the car yeah you have a crease right there <laughs> yep. yeah it's uh yeah it is what it is man but i mean but yeah, those card as cards is so great man it's yeah so, but so like nostalgic artworks yeah when i think about like where we're at with unison warrior like i do think the quality control for overall the most part has been really good um mm -hmm. mythic booster right now is kind of the exception just because it's reminding me a little bit of like Collector's volume, even though I think collector's volume is more, it's like a hybrid. It's between the packaging and some of like the uh, the foiling issues. But like yeah. Mythic Booster is mainly just foiling issues. Like the centering and stuff is still pretty good for the most part. Have you seen um, the same issue as uh, Collector's Selection Volume 1 with Mythic, Mythic Booster cards where like the corner is kind of bent? Have you seen that? Um, I I haven't experienced that myself. I don't no. know if anybody else has. Huh. For me, yeah. it's just mainly been missing parts to the foiling. But it, it's not all cards. It's like just some of them. But I, it was it happened to be on a few of them that I really liked, and I ended up having to buy a couple extras because I was like, oh man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's you know I don't think it's going to be like for for all of the cards, but you might have to go through a couple copies to find like one that's not missing them. Otherwise, you're probably looking at like nines instead of tens. Yeah, I've purchased uh, the the Vegeta, the Vegeta uh, Secret Rare reprint. Man, yes. it looks it looks gorgeous. I, I'm I'm so happy I got this card. It's it's it looks amazing. Um, but but now I want to chase the PSA ten right and uh, and the copy that I purchased. Uh, I just purchased it as single. Um, it has like the the corner that is a little bit bent and what i think that happens is that people are a little bit too rough when when they tear up the 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 pack and yep. they they bend the the back card which is the you know the chase card yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah it fucked it up and i i've seen this multiple multiple times except it's now on the other side right it's it's not on the top right hand side it's on the top left hand side which i don't don't understand how, how that's possible so maybe the, the cards were backwards or something i, I don't know man i'm yeah, trying maybe to got, yeah maybe it got like banged around in the box or something like that i don't i'm not sure i, I don't know man i always yeah. open with scissors just for the reason you're talking about because that can mess up like 
that edge and the corners yeah. on the side. So I tend to always like, like, yeah, I mean, you know, our, our group of friends, like will always like say stuff to me about the gloves and stuff. And I just, yeah. I like to try and be as cautious as possible because like things just show so easily on that back um, yeah, that's not with, with the black back. And so like, I always try and use scissors to cut the top of it. And then Same. like I immediately sleeve just to, to make sure that it's, as hopefully is in good shape, at least nine five quality as possible. Same. Same. Yeah, I, I don't understand how people can just, you know, take the card like like this, like with their hands and then rub it on the table and stuff and, and, and then only then put it in a sleeve. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you you it defeats the purpose, you know? I mean oh man, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, I, I posted a video and I, I think you saw it, but um, yeah. I posted a video on on YouTube because like I saw a lot of people in like the uh the social media groups that were were in like the Facebook groups and stuff, um, and they like I feel so bad for like some of those admins because they get burdened with so many complaints about people and like quality of cards and mm -hmm. um, like we've talked about at length already in this podcast like the quality is so good in DBS like there's no reason that there should right. be these issues and a lot of it really just comes down to people being careless. like maybe not edu educated or careless um, and like they'll they'll scratch up the surface and. Yeah. They'll do these things and then they'll wonder why people are upset. So frustrating. Like, like it's as collectors, we want to try and preserve our cards the best that we possibly can. And you know, it's one thing like you know, back in the day with like Wizards of the Coast and Pokemon, like there's roller lines and you know, there's yeah. scuffs straight out of the pack and stuff. But that's yeah. not really the case in Dragon Ball. So it's just yeah, you know, especially with current sets. I mean, there, there's not not that major of, of an issue. Like set one to three, okay. There, there's like tons of roller lines on the back and 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 scratches on the cold foil, and you're like, okay, okay, that that can be back fresh. But starting from set four, man, mm, if there's like scratches and stuff, come on, man, that's just not back fresh, man. What, what have you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah I I yeah. agree. I I mean the first set was really the roughest like i opened up yeah. out of that and like literally like i was like man these just like they <laughs> through so hard just like the way they press them especially with like the texture some like that i'll, I'll use the hit as an example yeah. that hit color just like has insane texture and like almost all of the copies that i went through like had a bleed through to the back where you could right. see like texture marks and like swirls and stuff and you're just like shit man. well i mean like this isn't something that the seller did like it's just the way the card's manufactured but they've gotten way better you you mean really the texture not the gold stamp right yeah like the actual texture bleeds through Damn. To the card. holy shit yeah yeah i i honestly haven't purchased many bt1 sprs just because i knew it was infamous for being bad quality i just purchased them yeah. graded and the the few the few raw copies i purchased were just horrible so whatever man not not you know not not, not yeah. wanting to waste my money or anything and just buying them graded yeah i went through a couple of them and then like i would buy them as near mint and then i'd get them and i'd be like this is a near mint so i'd have to sell them at a discount so i like <laughs> lost money on a few of those but it was right I mean, it ended up working right. out because I was buying those, you know, years ago when they were like nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, yeah, I mean, DBS has come a long way in terms of uh, printing quality. I, I think we can really be. I mean, we're blessed, man. We're blessed with this card game in every way possible, and uh, 
it's uh, it's just good to see that we're past that uh, you know that that poor quality control. Um, man, yeah, I, get, we, I we, give Bandai a lot of props. They they're yeah. doing so many good things, and I, I think honestly, a lot of us take it for granted. Oh, we do for sure. We do it for yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Especially me, the last uh, I want to say like I mean, ever since Unison Warrior Block. Um, you know, being used to set one through nine, um, it was it was just kind of a letdown. Starting from set twelve, especially um, sets twelve, set thirteen, relatively weak sets in my opinion. And um, and you know, there's like how, how many months are there between sets? Three or four? Three months. Usually, three months. usually like three months. Yeah. Yeah. So three months. So six months in total, right? In be, uh, between. Uh, um vermilion bloodlines or more than three months actually yeah um nine months between vermilion bloodlines and um oh, how is it called bt14 anyway yeah. uh so yeah th those were nine underwhelming months man. <laughs> and yeah, uh I, I... yeah I, I definitely took it for granted and uh but it, i mean now now it's good to see again some, some heavy hitters um being dropped by bandai i mean the, the friku looks gorgeous man i i know like the, the quality isn't amazing like like there's no there's no texture it's 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 kind of underwhelming in terms of quality but uh but i mean the artwork is amazing it's very iconic it feels good to kind of fi finally having a, a goku secret and um yeah. and with the upcoming sets man it's bt16 man i'm so freaking hyped man it's absolutely insane I, oh, man, the, only what thing the, fuck? Bit, the only thing I'm disappointed in so far in BT16, and maybe they still surprise us, is I was really, really looking forward to Leaker, like the God of Destruction um, that looks like the Fox. I was like, yeah. man, I'm hoping he's in the set somehow because like we don't really oh, have yeah. a whole lot of him, and he's like my absolute favorite design for any of like the Destruction <laughs> gods. So I was like, I'm really hoping he gets one, but he didn't. <laughs> Man, they, they did a great job designing the, the, the god rares, man. The the god of destructions, man. It's it's yeah, yeah it's it was pretty cool. Like you, I mean you have that elephant dude and uh, <laughs> yeah, my, I mean looks looks cool, man. My hope is like we talked about a little bit earlier, like we're probably winding down on Unison Warrior, but I'm hoping that if this set does like really well, like mm -hmm. kind of what they've done in like Unison Warrior is they'll introduce um like characters that are affiliated in a, in a way in like various sets. So while I know Unison Warrior has been like underwhelming to a lot of people, so but for somebody like me, like I'm probably one of the few guys you know that like loves Dragon Ball GT, and like I love the Shadow Dragons, and like every time that yeah. they would introduce like a new SR of those Shadow Dragons, I really enjoyed those arts. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that they do the gods, the the destruction gods and angels and Kai's in a similar way for like these final few sets. So that we can have like all twelve of them, and that would look really, really nice in like a binder or in like slabs or whatever. Yeah, man, I, 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 um, I just remember that I still need to buy the the destruction, um, the DARs from a uh, multiverse. Uh, yeah, and so I'm so tired, man. I can't, I can't think. The Dropbox <laughs> Five parts. Drive the, Dropbox Five, yes. Uh, that, yeah. That. At least that Beerus and, and Whis, man. Ha, oh, I need it. Yeah, I mean those those cards are absolutely beautiful, um, and I think they're really, really under looked for the most part. Most of them are still pretty well, cheap. I think there's I a mean, couple that are playable though. 
Yeah, I mean they they are they are yeah they're still kind of cheap, man. They're like fifteen bucks each, something like that. Um, but uh, man, I mean don't don't start the hype, man. I still need to <laughs> to, to get those cards. <laughs> and Wait, I heard like DB five is actually pretty short print as well. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean yeah. The, the draft box cards I I always really enjoyed because they're just you know they're unique and um, yeah. Those in particular, like where there's like a theme, like I, I really go for the theme kind of stuff. Like I, you, yeah. you and I have talked about this a million times. Like I want a theme set where they do like special oh. outfits. And yeah, I, want, I, want, I want the post boy Piccolo. I want the <laughs> yard rat Vegeta and Goku. I want, like I want the bad man Vegeta. Like I want those like cool iconic like just funny outfits great salmon <laughs> yeah just like i want some of those oh but he, he actually like, uh, gets yeah. a lot of love yeah he does yeah <laughs> but yeah, i think man, it's true are like, i don't know i think there's something special about that and um i think that that has appeal to people because it's like it's not something that you're gonna have to break the bank on and you still can feel really proud about owning true true i mean i mean it's fun it's something different right uh we we need that. We need that. When when you watch the anime, I mean, there between arcs there are fillers, and those fillers are, are pretty cool to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I'm watching yeah. One Piece right now. I'm watching watching One Piece, and uh and and in between, you know, each arc is like fifty to to seventy episodes, something like that. It's it's pretty nuts, but uh, I enjoy it so much. And uh, and even the the uh the fillers between orcs like as transition are pretty damn cool and uh i mean i, I would like to see that as well in, in in dragon ball that they 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 give more more uh more love to those seemingly insignificant uh, moments in in the in the in the series as well yeah yeah i, I like the filler stuff too i mean it's it's nice <laughs> to kind of just take a break from things that are like were like really really intense and just kind of just focus on the characters doing like yeah funny things like you know sometimes that humor makes the show a little bit um balanced yeah it it needs to to, to stay a little bit light right the the energy needs to to stay a little bit light as well if it's only tournament of power like super intense and uh you know heavy uh then then yeah it's 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 not the same it needs to stay balanced like you said that's uh, kind I would of love to life. see like uh um goku eating or something right like you like you yeah. have a, an entire table filled with dishes and stuff and i would like to see a, a, a cool card with that i mean we, we've seen uncommons i think but uh yeah yeah i mean that's and that's kind of why like and and again i know i'm kind of in the minority and you and i've talked about this a little bit um and we were gonna talk about it a little bit today too but like i think that's why unison warrior has actually been a lot better than people give it credit for mm -hmm. is from my perspective, as, as somebody who's collected Cardass, collected Score, collected Panini, like if we just continuously focus on like the badass moments or like the show itself, like we know that the game would have probably been done by now, right? Like there's only so much content. If they were focusing solely on Super, there would only be so much content that they can draw from. So like yeah. to me, I don't mind whenever they pull from like the video games or the manga or like wherever they're pulling from because it keeps the game fresh. And then like, they'll just every so often they'll drip in something really cool for us. Like, so all of the SPRs and like, um, 
a lot, a lot of people will think the SPRs in Unison Warrior are better than like the Secret Rares. But I think they do that on purpose because like you can trickle in a little bit of like the canon stuff, so to speak, um, and those Super Rares and, you know, the SRs and then put in, you know, an obscure character from like the Xenoverse that maybe people aren't as familiar with. And it gives mm -hmm. it that balance, kind of like the show needs a little bit of balance of intense with comedic relief. Yeah, and uh, I see that now. I finally see that now. And we're, we're going to talk about this right now because um, um, I, I made the, I mean, yeah, I, I saw I saw on Instagram a Pokemon collector complaining about um, having yet another Charizard being released uh, for the next set and having to chase yet another Charizard, right? Like, like, yeah. like he he said, like it's time for your seventy fourth Charizard. <laughs> like, uh, let's go yet yeah. another hype train, and 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 it's getting kind of boring to be honest. I mean, for for, for, for from uh, from my perspective, not not collecting Pokemon anymore. It it looks kind of boring to be honest. It's just kind of you know another another standard charizard art and they're probably gonna do a standard charizard and then a shiny charizard and then the rainbow charizard mm -hmm. like yay and uh, yep. just recycling those artworks the best you can like uh juicing it man and um and it's uh it's it's kind of yeah it, it's it doesn't feel right right it's it just doesn't feel right it doesn't make it special anymore right yeah, your, so your like, shiny charizard from from two sets ago is is long i mean it's not special anymore right because <laughs> there are two new shiny charizards since then uh, i mean it's yeah. so different than when i first got back in and like in, in a lot of ways like the, the pokemon community has evolved in a good way but in a lot of ways it's also evolved in a negative way um you know like whenever i first got back into collecting it was Pokemon. And like, actually when I met you, you were top son Zard, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's just, there's so many Charizards now. And like, I, I don't know if we'd necessarily need, like, I'm a big fan of Gudra and Gudra was a yeah. gen six Pokemon. That's a pseudo legendary. Yeah. He was awesome in the anime with Ash and yeah. the dude still doesn't even have a full art card. Like, I don't understand that. You know, <laughs> like there's still to this date. To this day, he still does not have. Come on, he's I like mean, the it, the Dragonite of the of the sixth gen generation, yeah, of black I, and white, I mean, right? He, yeah, he, I mean, he was from uh, X and Y, so or he X was released y, yeah. in, in 2014, and yeah. he still doesn't have a full art in 2022. Crazy, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and, yet, and yet, and uh, yet, Charizard has uh, like his uh, his 120th full uh, <laughs> art or something. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just crazy, and like. A lot of that too, and, I, and the reason why I really like what Bandai's doing is because I don't kind of want DBS to go the same route as Pokemon. Like whenever you have these Charizard sets or like this super big hype because everybody has to have that Charizard, mm -hmm. the printing capacity for those sets gets so crazy. And now like... There, I don't think any modern Charizard, like I think the last modern Charizard that might actually be of somewhat value that holds it and retains that value is probably the Burning Shadows Charizard. And that's mainly because quality control is terrible. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so hard to pull up the PSA 10 that it gets, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the rest the of them, though, their pops are so high. And like, yeah. I, like I get when people are like, well, I'm a little upset there's not more Goku and Vegeta. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like, 
One, I don't know if with what Bandai's doing with how much they're printing Digimon stuff as well as the Dragon Ball stuff, like what their capacity is for printing. I mean, they're a huge company, but like even Pokemon had to add more printing presses to, to meet demand. And I don't want Dragon Ball to follow that same suit because then, you know, those Gokus and those Vegetas are not going to mean anything to people. It's not going to be like exciting anymore because there's so many of them the way there is like these modern charizards yeah i i totally see that now and i totally want to you know take back some of my comments that i made uh, earlier last year because i i was complaining about well first and foremost like i i i still i still feel like like the secret rare needs to be something special and uh and whenever there was only one secret rare the secret rare actually felt special um, compared to special to the special rares, <laughs> we were less special. <laughs> but uh, but uh, now that um, there are automatically three SCRs per set, it felt almost like you know it's it's just yet another secret rare, and then there's like one secret rare of the set kind of taking the spotlight, and the other two are kind of a little bit more expensive than the special rares, right? Like you have fifty yeah. SCRs now, um, which just wasn't the case before. And um, but now I feel like Bandai is kind of um, is is taking the next step because with the God rares I don't know if, if it's if it's gonna become a main thing but uh, for set sixteen there will be a God rare which kind of makes it again more special right it takes away a little bit from the the three secret rares uh, for collector's perspective right from a collector's perspective like the God rare will be the chase card and it's a uh, yeah kind of makes it special again uh yeah, for yeah. sure i yeah. i don't know i'm actually kind of curious to see what they do with that as well mm -hmm. i actually hope that it's not like a god rare in every set because i think that yeah. will make it a little less um like fun to be able to have one of those i i'm hoping what they do is similar to what they did with the ghost omnimon and digimon yeah. and you know like there was artificial numbers coming out like whenever people were like um first opening up they were like that ghost omnimon's one in 30 cases but like mm -hmm. as time passed more people were like yeah eh, it's probably more than like one in five or one in six cases yeah which i'm assuming is probably going to be the same case which i i am almost like 100 percent that it's going to be vegeta as well um oh yeah yeah i, I would it would be silly if it wasn't but yeah. um yeah like i i i really like that introduction but i hope that they just kind of spread it out maybe like every three or four sets because then it gives collectors a chance to still keep up with like all of the other stuff that they want to get from the set um whether that's special rares and you know secret rares or whatever um because if yeah. you know if there's a if there's like a you know five six hundred dollar god rare in every box like you're going to be burning through a lot of money and like Oh yeah, I'll, you I'll can't keep I'll up. I'll definitely have to quit cross collecting. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and I think for for I mean it's just, it's for the same reason as every secret rare can't be just a Goku or a Vegeta, right? It's uh, yep. it, it 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 needs to 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 feel special, right? Whenever you 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 have that banger of a of a secret rare, that it suddenly feels special, right? Compared to all the all the rest. Otherwise, it just doesn't stand out anymore. If every set has a god rare. Uh, or a Goku seek for just it just doesn't stand out and I think I think we need to to look more long term instead of uh, always just looking one set at a time because looking back at, at at Pokemon right like you have 
those extremely iconic cards. Um, I mean, like, you know, Sh Shining Charizard just doesn't feel that special anymore, does it? Right? You, you, yeah. have, you have the, 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 shine, the true Shining Charizard from the Neo series, and then you have the Gold Star Charizard. Those are, are super iconic, shiny Charizards, right? But, but yeah. now it's in every single set. There's a shiny Charizard, so it doesn't feel special anymore, right? Well, I think, yeah. too, like what you're talking about, like with that old one, too, what makes mm -hmm. that one so special is that one's the, actually the only one that's the purple one, right? I, you know, you know, I have that one as well. And like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's like one of my favorite cards in my collection just because yeah. like it is just so unique and like, but they just, you know, they are printing way too many shinies. And I know shinies sell yeah. packs and things like that. But like, oh, yeah. I don't oh, know, yeah. like if somebody who's played the games competitively and stuff, like when I think about when I got back in to like how like IVs in the games were and how hard shinies were to get, like they've just made everything easy as pie with from Pokemon Go and the new games and stuff that like there's not much of a, a challenge other than you're just basically, you know, saying I have this now. Yeah, the OG uh, shiny hunters on the on the Game Boy resetting like four four thousand times or something in order to get a shining of a specific Pokemon. That's like, me. I mean, that's <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> well, props to you, man. I, I wouldn't. I would never have the patience for this. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, pulling a shiny uh, Pokemon on in in the card world, a cardboard world, isn't uh, that difficult. That difficult, apparently. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. just, and I, don't get me wrong, like, I really think that Pokemon's doing some great things. Like, I, I love their alternate arts and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. I don't necessarily like how the, like, I don't feel like prices actually are a good reflection of, like, what it should be. Like, I mean, when I was collecting all of, like, you know, the X and Y and Sun and Moon cards and stuff like that, like, I was able to complete sets relatively cheap like i wasn't paying more than usually you know like 30 to 50 bucks on like a card that i really wanted i bought my rainbow charizard i think that was the most expensive modern card that i had bought and that was like hundred dollars at the time yeah. um yeah. and it you know that one felt a little bit more special just because i know how hard it was for people to pull Absolutely. um but yeah it's just i don't know there's just too many there's, the sets are too big and there's too much going on and I just think prices are too oh, man. The sets are so big. Like you you look at the, the rainbow rares alone and you have like 25 cards or something. I mean, what the yeah. hell? That's, uh, that's why I had to stop doing master sets for that because like, you know, I, yeah. I do master sets for DBS and Digimon and like Pokemon was just so massive. I was just like, it's I literally can't, I can't keep up with it anymore. Like, I, so I, mean, I stopped it's at like, Cosmic it's like a bit it's like having 25 secret cards in DBS. I mean, it's just not possible, right? I mean, what the hell? You you, you couldn't finish that set even if you wanted to. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it doesn't make much sense. And like, the problem with that too is like, you know, there's a lot of cards that, as a, even as a master set collector, like I have to tell myself, I have to talk myself into buying them because I'm like, I don't like this one as much as some of the other ones, but I don't yeah. want to have that gap in the, in the binder I or, you know, yeah. something like that. But like, you know, it's with Pokemon, like with Dragon Ball, I just, I like the master sets with Dragon Ball because a lot of what you talked about, there's a lot of canon stuff in there that just reminds me of my childhood. Um, yeah. Like in the, the current sets, uh, Saiyan Showdown, there's a common in there. 
where like Vegeta is about to like throw the the basically like the moon orb after he's telling Goku that Bardock was a, a an impressive scientist, which <laughs> we don't think about Bardock being a scientist, but like you know he like throws it up and then he turns into the great ape. Like a common oh. like that, I like love that that art and like there's so yeah. many examples like that in all these sets. Um, I don't I don't feel necessarily the same way about some of that stuff in Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it, it's and I think coming back to the Unison Warrior block, I think the 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 overall sets are are so good, man. They're so good. Like the the uncommons. I mean, the commons are uncommons. Uh, the rares. There's so much good stuff in there, man. It's uh, yeah, it's very sure. impressive. It's very impressive yeah. that they put so much thought and so much thought and effort on in those lower uh, rarity cards. And, and and I guess I guess that makes sense, right? Because those are the cards that people will see the most. Um, so every single card is important in, this, in the sets. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's it's pretty damn impressive. That's why, on like one hand, I really like what they're doing because. It, and again, we've talked about this at some length. I think that they make the SPRs the way that they do is because it gives the fan base access to cards that are reminders from the show or a different mm -hmm. period of time that they really yeah. enjoy. And also for players to be able to like bring, say, so say like yeah, people, true. the new, the Goku and Jiren from the upcoming set, like yeah. they should be realistically able to buy a play set. Maybe that card's like 15 bucks each. Um, like, because most, I mean, most Unison Warrior SPRs are just pretty cheap because you get two per box nowadays. And, yeah. you know, sometimes there's the box topper that's one as well. Yeah, but, um, true. But that's, I mean, that's a that's a nice thing that you can't really do, like, with SCRs because you're only playing one of those per deck. So, you know, you're going to have to spend money on those. And I don't know. I, I just think they do a good job with trying to give people an opportunity to be proud of whatever they have in their collection, regardless of price point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they make the SPRs more affordable, more accessible to a larger audience, right? So they're, they're reaching more, more people. Um, yeah. They're satisfying demand, I guess. Right. For sure. And I, I think that's what gets people opening packs. Cause like, I mean, I can't tell you how many times like where I've opened a box and like, I didn't pull like the, Secret Air, but I was just as happy to pull like an SPR, like the Power of a Super Saiyan Vegeta card. Like I love that SPR, and you know every time I pulled it from a box, I wasn't disappointed. Like I, I felt yeah. like I still got my money's worth because I had fun ripping it and I got a card that I really enjoyed. Yeah, you you rip so much uh, stuff, man. I know, I know. I I've been asked to do like <laughs> openings for like YouTube and stuff, but like nobody honestly wants to see this crazy guy. Wearing his gloves and then yeah. like pulling out like his little light and inspecting like every corner. OCD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would be the worst opener of all time because I'm just so oh, crazy about condition. Um, it would just it would like it would be boring watch. Oh, man, I feel the same whenever I open packages. I'm like, oh, man. and I don't feel comfortable whenever I I I film it because I'm like. I want to I want to be entertaining but at the same time I don't want to mess up and I I want to be very 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 careful with those cards and uh yeah it's it's yeah it's it's just such a weird balance right having to to be entertaining and 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 wanting to take care of your cards at the same time <laughs> for sure and I I think what you're talking about too like I always open up my mail too like on camera like if it's something small I might not yeah. um you know if it's only like a $10 card or something but like if oh, I'm I will do it too yeah 
if I'm buying like 40 or, you know, 40 or 50 cards from a guy or like I'm buying, you know, a bunch of SCRs or something like it's just best practice to open them up on camera because like, you know, sometimes mistakes do happen. And I think in our line of work with like, you know, collecting, like I think sometimes people think you're trying to get over on them. But if you have that video proof, like, hey, I'm not making this up like this is what happened. It's a lot easier for a seller to be like, okay, let me try and make that right with you than feeling like they're getting duped. Yeah, I had it twice just this week. <laughs> twice just this week, I uh, I purchased uh, yet another um, Kaioken Sangoku from Draftbox too. Mm, that's a great card. Yeah, amazing card, and and they did the reprint in Mythic Booster. Yeah. Um, amazing card, but I still haven't found a, a mint copy. Right, I, I, like I purchased. Uh, that copy from from a guy because because it's it, he stated as mint. I DM'd him on uh, beforehand saying like, hey hey man, are you sure this is a mint card? Right? Because if it is, I'm purchasing it. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, it was thirty euros, right? I mean, that's that's not yeah. that's not cheap, you know, for for a, a, a small single, um, mm-hmm. and uh, a thirty euros. And he's like, totally man, pack pulled, uh, pull it myself straight to sleeve uh, in a top loader. Uh, uh, I'll take care of it for you. And, uh, and so I got it, uh, you know, this week, like a week later or something. And I opened up the package, of course, on camera as usual and uh, totally scratched up all, all the way. There's a deep imprinted uh, print line, like a vertical foil line where, where you can actually see it's, uh, it's like in the card. Can, do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, man, about. horrible card. I'm, I'm so disappointed. And he's like, oh, I don't know what happened. Uh, uh, I guess I mixed up the cards. I'm, I'm sorry. And I mean, no, I, he only apologized because it was kind of being cocky at first. Like, no, that's not my card. Uh, I sent a mint card. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I... I I t- I I recorded it uh, completely on camera. Th- this is the card I, I guarantee. And it's like oh sorry. <laughs> like whenever you say bro, I recorded it completely. Then suddenly they change their their tone. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. just best you know it's what just I mean. best practice to do that just to save yourself. Yeah. Like I actually re- I record myself when like packaging stuff up and like I'm very thorough about. Yeah. Uh, like I I mean you you know um, you and yeah, I have done do. a couple yeah. of transactions, but like I send. Yeah a million videos so that you know exactly what you're getting. And I'll even tell you if I'm like, you know, like, I don't think this one is like, I don't think it's pristine, but like, you know, I think it's probably like a week nine, five or something. Like I'll tell you yeah. my actual thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, Cause I want people to like know what they're getting. Cause like you said, like you spent $30 on that card. I can't tell you how many times like I've done that where I've bought in cards from people who like send me pictures like super far away. And I'm like, I can't really see and they're like, well, I, I don't want to take any more pictures, but yeah. I sure it's mint. And I just yeah, take right. their, their word at face value, but then I'm end up having to spend another $30 and who knows, maybe yep. I have to do it three times, like $90 yep. for one card. Like, and it's, yeah. then you have to resell the cards that you don't like, or you have to return them. And like, you know, there's it's return. Pain, fees and yeah. It's, it's a lot. So like, I think people just need to do a little bit of a better job. And yeah. I really hope that people start getting on to like, the individual sleeving thing because like that is not, almost non-existent in Dragon Ball and it drives me nuts. Yeah, how how, how is that not common practice? I mean, what the hell? Putting it's like four thing. SRs in, in one sleeve and you're like, oh man, what the fuck? 
It's, I mean, it's just better just to go. If you go to Walmart or Target, you can get a hundred penny sleeves for literally like a buck. Yeah. <laughs> and you literally just buy, buy like, you know, four or five of those at a time and then just yeah. leave everything that's foiled because you never know who's looking for something. And like a lot of times, like even if there's like cards that I'm not selling, but I know like a friend's needing it for a set or something, like I'll just leave them and send them off to them so that they have them in cards and they don't have to worry about going and trying to buy from a million different TCG player sellers yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's just good to get in that habit of just leaving everything. Yeah. And I don't remember having that problem with, uh, with Pokemon, to be honest. No, no, that's, it's definitely a, a Dragon Ball issue. I mean, people in Pokemon are pretty good about sleeving stuff yeah. um, for the most part. Maybe not so much reverses, but like anything that's like a regular V or four yeah. and people always sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess because they know the value and, uh, and, they, and I think that the, there's, I mean, Pokemon is overwhelmingly, uh, you know, collectors based compared to, dbs which is a little bit more uh players right yeah i, th I think we have a good balance 50 50 and, I, and yeah. um honestly a lot it's of the better it's just, better yeah a lot of the collectors are just really really nice guys and um i mean i i'll give you a lot of props for bridging a lot of gaps with that um and you know i've i've reached out to a lot of players over time just because like i try to explain to them like what we're looking for and i want them to understand yeah um you know why collectors are such a pain in the ass <laughs> for lack of a better word um, yeah. but yeah like i just i really give you a lot of props because i think you in particular have gotten a lot of us um on the same page in terms of like collecting as well as like some people are even like that what collectors are now thinking about playing i mean that's good for the growth of the game um especially with you know i like i always worry about with what they're doing with Digimon and how popular it's growing. Like, I don't want that to be what ends up killing DBS because they're competing with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. Uh, it's, it's, um, it, it, I have to say like those podcasts with players, it's, it's uh, definitely out of my comfort zone. So I've, uh, I've done a podcast with, uh, with Evan U7 with um, Sensu Pop and on Sensu Pop's, podcast as well i've i've also done a podcast on his channel um and and it's it's definitely out of my comfort zone because uh you 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 kind of have to talk a little bit more i mean you 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 i mean there are just topics that are that you're not used to to discussing and and, and <laughs> yeah I, I don't know <laughs> it's just something different but it's i mean it's it's cool it's it's part of the hobby and it's uh it's engaging yeah uh, Speaking I think those of, guys too. I think those guys give us insight too, because like, you know, a lot of the cards that we don't see valuable, they do see as valuable. And then also, I think that actually, with them giving us the insight on what they see valuable, I think is important to us because you know, demand isn't always evolution. Like it's an, it's an evolving thing that uh, people sometimes take something for granted, and then one day, like all of a sudden people really want something of that. So like yeah. I'll use like uh, Call of Legends and Pokemon, for example, like nobody cared about that set like in like 2015. Like when I came back, like those cards were dirt cheap for their shinies. And then like one day all yeah. of a sudden they just exploded. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see that eventually with some of these playable cards that have just been getting, you know, worked over in tournaments and things like that. 
on. And then people are going to be like, wow, this is like a little pop card that I really like. And I want to grade this, but now I'm having a hard time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I saw, I saw it already with the earlier SPRs when they were like, you know, six buck a card, right. Uh, for, for, you know, BT4, BT5, BT6, um, SPRs, those were, were five, six bucks cards, man. And, uh, And and looking back, I'm like shit, man. It took me it, it took me a while to finish my uh, BT one to four SPRs, uh, just because I kind of took it for granted. And I'm probably not even gonna try uh, completing BT five to nine. I'm probably not yeah. even gonna try because they're, they're, they've just become so much more expensive. Can you hear me, Tom? Can you hear me any better? I think I just heard you pop on. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Now. Okay. That, that, that's perfect. Yeah, you ought to be so much better. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. I let my dogs out, and then I guess I must have messed it up. Um, oh, good, man. <laughs> yeah, so where were we at? Yeah, I mean those uh, those. Sometimes we take such for granted, and uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You were, you were saying you were saying that um, that um, the demand isn't always um, uh, predictable or something. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's always an evolving like space with like what is hot or you know. Um, what's in demand. But I, I think a lot of the stuff that collectors play, because um, there's a lot of nice cards that are seeing a lot of action. I, I think that'll also maybe minimize pop reports to a degree um, mm -hmm. on certain cards. And I think that could be something that, you know, eventually collectors will look into um, down the road, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Kaioken uh, Sangoku that I was uh, talking to you about, that's, Uh, I think that's a pretty playable card because it has seen already three or four reprints already. But uh, the OG Draftbox 2 uh, SR was just an SR with amazing uh, artwork. And so I, I, I put it aside for, you know, almost two years now and I still haven't got it because it's just so hard to find mint because it's just so played all the time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that people kind of overlook that sometimes because they're just like you know what that card's too expensive right now because it's playable and i'll come back to it eventually yeah. and then by the time you come back to it you're just like well shit i can't find one <laughs> <laughs> what's one of your sets that uh that that you've put on the side and uh and kind of regret um, uh not getting i i don't know i think i pretty much have everything i want <laughs> um <laughs> i know that sounds kind of crazy but like I've, I've been so dedicated to being like almost a completionist. Now yeah. the flip you side of that. You are a completionist. I don't know if you're going to achieve it. But the... <laughs> the, the, the problem with that is like, I'm not more like, I'm not a big sealed guy. I do have a sealed collection, mm -hmm. but like it just takes up so much space and causes arguments True. with my wife that I would rather just have the singles. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if there's necessarily like a card that I don't have that I really want that like 
I would feel comfortable buying. Like the only cards yeah. that I have that I would really want are like some of the paper championship cards because I like whenever when all when all or like Yenapa, one of those guys posts like their their paper championship cards. The the colors are so vibrant on those, and the art is so good, and the foiling looks so good. Like I like those more than medals, but I just I can't justify spending the kind of money that it would cost to get one of those because I know that I would have to sacrifice either my Pokemon, Digimon, or you know some of my Dragon Ball stuff that I just don't want to get rid of at this point. Yeah, man, those trophy cards look absolutely insane. Like Null and Yin or, or yeah, they have next level collections. It's unbelievable. When, yeah. I, when I look at this, I'm like, okay, man, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a little shrimp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, those, man. those guys are nuts. But like, honestly, it's so nice to see like guys like them that have them because you know they're they're taking good care of them, um, and you know those are going to be preserved pieces of history. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The I think for me the one thing that I've been like low key working on and I, I talked to CR CIRV collects about this. I really think that the the winner cards um, from like tournament play at like local shops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think those are some of the best looking cards, and yeah. they tend to like. I mean, they've lost a lot of value from like whenever they first drop, um, yeah. and I, I just I don't know a lot of them. For instance, like the uh, SS3 Gogeta, Thorning yeah. the Dark Empire, yeah. like that card has seen so much play. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a card down the road that people are going to be like, man, I wish I would have just spent the $50 when it dropped because of the reprints to have that winner. Because, like, the, I mean, the winners just look so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those winners are, I feel, I feel like the, the market, um, I mean, the, the, the prices of those winners, I feel is almost completely based on playability. And so, yeah, yeah. the SS3 Gogeta was super playable. I don't know if it's still playable, but super playable. And uh, and so prices are high, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, for us collectors, you're like, hmm, that card is expensive. Uh, what, what gives? And then, uh, oh, oh, okay, I understand now. It's 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 a winner. I want it. And then uh, and then you pay you pay the price. But then it's not playable anymore. And uh, little did you know that uh, no collectors know what this card is. <laughs> they have no clue because it's not a mainstream card. And uh, and yeah, so the, the value tanks. Yeah, I think that's an example of like a card that could have, you know, p- potential um, future value. Like even though it's dropped now because of the reprints and Mythic Booster. Yeah. Um, and, and then Dragon Ball has been doing a pretty good job with, I, I like the way that they do reprints. They don't do it similar to Pokemon where like they just mass reprint a set. They give us like a new set with like right. different artists. Um, right. And it, it still stabilizes the price of the previous one as well as the new one, um, yeah. which is, which is really nice. But like those winner cards, I just think are, um, you know, you, you have to play to get those. And most, yeah. most sellers for players have been reasonable. There's been a, you that have been a little unreasonable that i've had to deal with but um i don't know i i really just like those cards for for whatever reason and i haven't finished all of them yet i have most of them um but yeah that's that's probably the thing that i would say that i would want to complete the most yeah i mean and, and 
just just a small tangent again speaking about uh, the 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 championship promos uh like like the the, the trophies the trophies not the winners yeah. but like the trophies uh, of yeah. the regionals <laughs> i've heard of uh because uh <laughs> Um, Null has a as a as an, an, another Australian uh, collector, like uh, they're called uh, TCG Collectors Aus, yeah. uh, Australia, right? Also, also a trophy collector, and uh, and um, and she's actually been very very frustrated uh, trying to uh, buy those uh, paper and, and and metal cards because players are being so unreasonable for the for the moon, like uh, asking like. Uh, You know, 15k for that uh, for, for that top 16 Gogeta, uh, asking uh, 40k for uh, for for the for the Vegeta or something, and uh, yeah. it's, it's been pretty damn frustrating. Frustrating, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can imagine. I understand to a degree why they're doing that because, like, you look at something like um, the champion from like 2018. He sold, uh, I think his name's Jordan Markle. He like he sold his like Shenron gold or whatever it was the metal card for like super cheap and then like yeah. there's only obviously only one of those and then all of yeah. like all of like the golds right after that all started to explode with like collectors. Uh, yeah, um, I just I think sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot because like some collectors just I think they overvalue things or there's like mm. a group of collectors that just flip amongst themselves. Oh yeah, and then absolutely, it kind, of, it kind of just hurts the community as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I get it to a degree, like they should still be able to make a pretty penny on them, but yeah, like asking, yeah, I mean, there's only like for the Vegeta, I mean, there's only six in the world, right? So <laughs> yeah, asking like super high prices, I think is like uh, just a, a put off from a collecting standpoint. Like yeah, when you start, <laughs> when you start talking like, um, you know, I'm going to give you a third of a car or I'm going to like... <laughs> You know, <laughs> like yeah, those true. kind of prices, it's it's hard to justify. Like it's it's a, a year's worth of salary, like for you kids. I mean, I don't I don't know uh, if that's a reasonable salary, but uh, yeah, it's um yeah, it's it's those cars, man. They're they're insane. They're insane. But uh, yeah, I, I would I love, love to own those. <laughs> yeah, those. I mean, those to me are probably the best cards in the game. But I'm Absolutely. just pretty. I'm pretty sure that unless I ever start learning to play, I'm just never going to have them. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and like, I mean those the 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 championship championship 2019 and uh, and now 2022 like the paper cards, man, they're like so gorgeous, man, so gorgeous. Yeah. I'd love to. I do think like I don't know. I think the one thing that I really like about like the medals and the papers too, and again, this is something you and I have talked at length about coming from pansy and score main personalities have always been like the main focus of like those games and like those have always traditionally held like the most value i feel like leaders in general for the most part are just always kind of like until the recent boom of like pre-release leaders like yeah they just kind of uh, are overlooked so like having those special leaders from you know there's like only one or one of six in the world or something like that like that's just such a unique piece to have in a collection but yeah it, Yeah, it's just a little bit out of my price range. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, score of, or pansy or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, speaking of leaders, man, those those uh, those leaders of BT16, bro, the, those are insane. Oh yeah, this I they're insane. I have to say that I think that this set 
and you know how much I love Clash of Fates. Yeah. This set in particular, I think, has the best leaders and the best SPR combo of probably any set to date. And I, I mean, I absolutely, I think Clash of Fates is probably the the best set overall. Like I just from from top to bottom, from leaders to like the the foiling, even for the rares with like the little bubbles and stuff like that. I I just yeah, think Clash was so well done. Yeah. The pool rates were so much fun because they were so good. Yeah. Um, but like this set, man, like they just they nailed it. Like they did everything that you could want from a player's and collector standpoint they, they don't even need to release that god rare man they already i mean it's already a successful set yeah for sure Keep I, the I god did. rare for the next set <laughs> i think they just did such a fantastic job the, the only hell, thing man? the only thing that i was hoping for a little bit of and i know everybody hates supreme rivalry but i was really hoping that vegeta ser i was really hoping that it was going to be like a puzzle style for for our secret heirs and we yeah. didn't get that but i still think like yeah. I mean, the dark kai and the mira oh i love that mira like yeah he oh man so i love cool. that kai man that I'm, I'm not gonna purchase uh the that kai immediately because i, I have a feeling that it's gonna tank like after yeah. a month um, i don't know the, the waifu tax is real bro <laughs> yeah i understand that man but uh are you sure i mean is uh, is a supreme supreme kai from uh, BT12? Is that still an expensive card? Yes, but that's because it's playable. It's playable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I think I think Kai. The last I looked was still like floating around like two twenty ish. Um. I I would expect. I think the good or the Vegeta card will probably be floating around the same mark as like Kai for Freeku. Like it's gonna probably be around like the two hundred mark. Yeah. I do think the other two will probably be closer to like a hundred bucks, um, maybe so maybe even a little cheaper. And then I think that the the God Rare, um, which is most likely going to be Vegeta, I think it's going to be a similar price point to the Ghost Omnimon. So you're probably looking at between five to six hundred bucks. So and I and I think that's reasonable because you know, I mean yeah, a case it's reasonable. Cost, I think you know like I've bought in a few cases and like when I buy a case, it's usually like. 740 and then plus tax or whatever so maybe you're like 760 bucks so if you sell the god rare you're basically making up most of the case and being able to keep like a box or two for yourself yeah yeah and i mean uh if if you want to chase that uh, god rare go ahead crack some cases man <laughs> but, uh, i mean uh, i yeah. This I, is actually I, I a set that I'm probably not going to crack a case of. I uh, I did I did it with um, I did it with saying showdown. Um, and I, man, I opened up so many packs because I wanted that. <laughs> I opened probably close to like 600 plus packs to get that pan. And then that, <laughs> yeah, so like I would have been way better off just buying it. And but I wouldn't pull myself. Um, I just don't think that I want to press my luck that hard on pulling the god rare like if i pull it great but i'm probably still gonna just buy one and then if i end up pulling it out of however many boxes i open or how many loose packs or whatever um you know also also cool but yeah i'm just gonna flat out buy one <laughs> so so you'll be dropping like uh six to seven hundred bucks uh for that card yeah for sure i'll i'll um 
I'll definitely be buying a copy of that. I mean, it's it's no secret. Vegeta is my favorite character. I'm really happy that he got some love in in this set. But I also think, like, honestly, if I'm being truthful to myself, I think the other two SCRs look better than his SCR. Really? I I do. I mean, I, just, I, that, that I agree for the Kai. To be honest, that Kai looks so good. Uh, the only thing that's uh, and 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 Finn Finn looks also great, but. Uh, um, the, the only thing that for, for me, I, I can't, I can't justify paying more uh, for those cards just because it's, it's random They're, characters, right? They're yeah, Zeno, yeah. Zeno characters. They're not uh, canon. So uh, yeah, it's, I, it, canon demands a premium for me. And I think, I think that you're in the majority in that thought process. Um, for me, I, I mean, I definitely would pay a premium because I want the Vegeta the most because he's my favorite yeah. character. Um, but I, I mean, I really like the other two cards and, and like, I think that people, um, sometimes forget about like how popular some of those games are. So like, I don't think they're as obscure as people think. Like if you played any of like, like say like, you know, when we were growing up, um, I mean, I had an old, you know, super Nintendo version of the game. And then I played like the Budokawa games and I played legacy of Goku on my Game Boy Advance and stuff like that. And, but like the Xenoverse games were like really probably the the games that like made the most waves right and like i think i think even steve aoki was like a composer on like maybe the second one or something like that so like those games are super super popular and then we have you know we have friends that play like z fighter and, and things like that so i never mind when they pull from the games i i personally like them but i agree with you that canon does demand a premium yeah, I've personally never really been a been a player like uh like you know console player. I've I've never really been a player. My 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 uh my brother that one hundred percent, but but I was I, I I don't know I I couldn't really get into a lot of games. The only games I got into was uh, Pokemon like on the Game Boy. Yeah, <laughs> to be to be honest. So, um yeah, so so I don't really have that connection with the Xeno characters, but uh, I can appreciate some damn good art right so <laughs> yeah yeah I, and i think they did a great job with with the designs of them i mean don't get me wrong Bro, i love the vegeta, vegeta but like i don't know for whatever reason i love that mirror with like the thin aura and he just looks like he just looks gnarly to me like he right. looks like he's ready to just destroy everything right and and then the kai just like you know I'm, I'm a sucker for the waifu cards. Like, I don't, I don't hide that. <laughs> oh, man. And, and aside, uh, I mean, uh, of course, she's a waifu. But, uh, I mean, the, the, the coloring, man, on that card is just, it just stand out, stands out so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the SERs, man, the, the man, what, what the hell, great success. The, the, the leaders look amazing. The SPRs look great. Oh, man. Just, uh, yeah, a home they run for me, man. Yeah, they did it. Abs everything that you could have hoped for in this set, they yeah. did. I mean, it's there could be arguments made. This might be the best set that they've ever produced. Like there's I think a real, so. there's I a think real so. argument for it. Um, yeah, I mean, and, you you can argue that uh, you know TOP is better just because you know there's signature cards and signatures have become so iconic. They have become so iconic. So me personally, I would prefer TOP over this one. Um, but as as a as a set overall, what, right? If if you if you look at 
Um, you know, even the SRs look great, man. To be honest, they, they look great. <laughs> I'm probably I, not going to purchase them, as, uh, uh, maybe except the, the Fused Zamasu. But uh, yeah, uh, great set. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people probably will always hold TOP in high regard. I don't, to me, I don't really, and I say this knowing that I have these cards, like, I don't think that TOP is even better than Assault of the Saints or Clash of Fates, in my opinion, because, like, if you don't hit on one of those SIGs or you don't hit the Goku and you're only getting one of them. Yeah, yeah, you only get one per case. Like, yeah. it's kind of a disappointment. Whereas, like, if you yeah. are opening up any of those other sets, like, you Absolutely. could pull the It's Over Frieza from Clash of Fates and be super excited. Or you could pull Absolutely. a follow of the Saiyan version of that. Or you can yeah. pull that VR, which yeah. seemingly had a higher pull rate. Um, like, there's a lot of, like, fun cards in that set. And, like, for me, as somebody who opens up a lot of product, I oh, want yeah. to be able to still feel like I came away a winner, even though I did it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean th- those first sets, man. I mean you had a you had a winner or you 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 just had a dud, man. I mean those the the I mean TOP. There's only five cards at once. All the rest is trash for me. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, do like two some, two I three like leaders look like. good. I, I mean two three leaders look great, but I mean they, you have foil leader. They they don't even come in a priori, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean their foil leaders are pretty good, and I actually shout out to my man Jedman Sane because he hooked me up in a trade. Oh, with yeah, him. man with the ones I was missing. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I agree. Like it's just, yeah. I mean, he's no looking to, he's looking to build a master set in PSA 10. Yeah. That's a, that's an impressive goal. I like TOP master set. That's I'm like insane. halfway there on mine, but like I'm missing reverse foils that all are a little expensive and I'm just, I keep putting them off. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if he means also like the, 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 the common and uncommon foils. Okay. So he's just, He's doing like the um, master set for like the SIGs and then the AP and then the leaders. No, I feel, uh, yeah, and no, may, maybe also means like the foils. So may, maybe also okay. means because he, he truly, I mean, he meant like master set, but he's in on the, the long, long, long run, right? He, he has all these cards in his uh, grading pile and he won't send them to PSA unless, you know, PSA is back at 10 to 15 bucks. Uh, because I mean, Which, you're not gonna, you're not gonna send an uncommon foil with you know 100 dollar psa sub it's just ridiculous so yeah for sure i mean and like i I mean i fully agree with him like i do express some things and like you you know i've had pretty luck with some of my recent ones until the one that's coming back um but yeah man it's it's too expensive like if you're if you end up not hitting that 10 mark on like an express card it really hurts because it's it's hard oh yeah you either have to crack and do it again or you resell it and then like you probably aren't making back what you paid. Oh no, you lose money for sure. Yeah, the only cards that I ever sent uh, Express was uh, my Apex of Powers uh, and uh, my SSB Vegito and Boo Secret. All the rest was through through bulk or lower tier submission, submission, so. Yeah, I've, I've had like mixed results. I've had good luck in like economy and I've also had good luck in express, but I've also had bad luck in both of them as well. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, it really just like hate being the mercy, at the mercy of somebody else, especially like knowing how thorough I am with like inspecting things. Sometimes it's just like frustrating to have to do it again. But, you know, that's, that's the name of the game. 
Yeah, and then and then then you get nine point five on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, BGS man, got got me frustrated, but it's it's okay. Uh, coming back to 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 a topic that I wanted to discuss with you, and th and then we're probably gonna wrap it up. Um, uh, Pansy man, Pansy, I I, I want to talk about Pansy because you're the only guy yeah. that I can talk about this, and uh, I know nothing about Pansy. I'm not collecting Pansy. I just just gotta appreciate some some of those incredible looking cards man and uh, and I, i honestly just wouldn't know where to find these so uh um it's about you know collecting what you love and uh, <laughs> appreciating the art above above the price tag right so, so i think uh, i think the older dragon ball products can definitely bring a lot of that and um i mean we've talked about you know card ass uh, there's there's score but i don't know if you really collect score um i collected score more when i was younger um, right and that's actually how i got into pansy so like oh when i got back into collecting in 2015 i was mainly pokemon like i started with x and y era and then i started kind of moving into like some of the vintage neo stuff um and so like i really like when people were like wow you know you have so much stuff like i was buying things when people didn't want things like they were trying to unload it um But like for for me, my mom had given me a a bin full of like my collectibles, and like I'm the same way now, except I was a kid, and I didn't I didn't use gloves back then, but I was really like crazy about making sure everything was sleeved and top loaded and organized. And my mom brought this bin that you know she had put it into storage and wrapped up to make sure nothing ever happened to it. And um, in that bin, I had all my old card ass stuff and my score collection. And so that prompted me to looking into what Dragon Ball games were out at the time. And so in 2015, at that time, um, the only games that were out were IC Cardass, which, you know, I collect, yeah. and then Pansy. And Pansy was a little bit more easy to, for me to get because I didn't have to import it from overseas. Um, so, I, you know, I was buying, you know, packs at, at target and um i would buy some boxes whenever they'd go on sale on like david adams card world or hills wholesale and so like i just kind of whenever like the announcement of dbs happened that killed the value of like pansy so i was like this is awesome but also very sad because i was like, i'm going to be able to complete my sets now but basically all of this stuff is like worthless but i was like i'm still going to do it because i just like them um yeah So I, yeah, I just, I bought a bunch of stuff whenever everything tanked and I, I mean, I opened thousands of packs. <laughs> thousands Man, of the, packs. the, 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 the first time that I, that I saw, um, Panini, uh, DBZ cards was, uh, on the, uh, Alpha Investments, uh, YouTube channel, uh, Rudy was talking about, uh, all his sealed stuff that he couldn't get rid of. <laughs> and yep. Pansy was one of them. He couldn't get rid of them for 20 bucks, 20 bucks a, a box. Yeah, and <laughs> so... what's, what's interesting is those boxes that he has in that video are yeah. Evolution, which I I, I don't want to say this because I don't know exactly if it's correct, but like I, for whatever reason, I never got as many boxes of that because I just never felt like there was ever sales on those boxes for some reason. Oh, um, <laughs> And now, like, those boxes are hard to come by. And, like, they are now selling for, like, $220, $230 online. Crazy. Uh, 
So like a, a lot of it has bounced back. Like a lot of that stuff that tanked has now come back. And like some of the cards, like I, the thing that I like about Panini is they use some of like their unique foiling that they use for like sports cards, right? Um, so like the Vengeance set to me, like I love it. It has a lot of Broly in it. You know, there's yeah. a bunch of different sayings and things like that. Um, they have a card in there called Unleash that I just love. And like if you just like, oh man, it's it's amazing. Yeah, you it's just amazing. like I know what card you mean. mean. He's like, you know, Goku being Super Saiyan, puffing yeah. out of his chest and like going so crazy. Um, but like they just look so good. And I think a lot of it is just, um, I think people really didn't pay attention to that card game because the values were never super, super high. There was never like a, a spike like there was with like after TOP dropped that, um, that summer, like a fall later, like the prices spiked going into the winter where like boxes went from like a hundred dollars to $220 to like $500, like all in like a yeah, short span. Yeah. Uh, Pansy never had that. And I think with them right. and up in DBS and it killed the game, like people just were trying to unload because they were trying to make room for DBS. But you know, Pansy's right. kind of come back a little bit. I mean, there's, there's nothing in there that's like super, super crazy valuable. There's, there's no like AP, but like, um, you know, my my buddy Craig collects, you know Craig, and yeah, uh, him and I have been, you know, talking. I, I'm going to probably try and grade a few of my cards, and um, you know, maybe if I have some duplicates and then people get interested in stuff like that, maybe there will be a few people who kind of come in later and just are appreciating it because you know, there's a lot of canon art scenes there that just. Well, if you've got a if you've got a, a duplicate a duplicate of that unleashed or the 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 the, the cell saga Gohan man, uh, I, I'm all for it, man. <laughs> I, I do actually have two unleashed, so I will be grading those. The only problem with Pansy that I've noticed is um, they are they have a lot more. They're kind of um, they remind me of like black and white era Pokemon or early XY where like they have the corner chips and they're really, oh, yeah. they're very off center. So like, I'm not expecting tremendous things. Like I think a nine five is within reach. I do not think pristine 10 is available, like ever going to happen with Pansy. And uh, you know, if, I mean, if may, maybe PSA will grade it uh, back then, uh, by then. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they, was... They've started to, to grade score. So, and, and SDBH. So why not Pansy, man? I, that is something that I'm going to, try and work on i know that um i've been i've been in touch with somebody from psa to have them acknowledge uh ic cardass because i, oh, yeah. I think that can, that's another thing and you you and i again have talked about this at length I, I think that's something that's super underlooked um because a lot of those you know those early set artworks i mean even even now like there's still artworks that are pulled from from those five sets um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like i i I'm going to try and get that happening, but those I'm curious to see what's going to happen with those. Cause they're a little tricky with them having the chip in them. I don't know how that's going to affect grading, um, yeah. but we'll see. But I feel like uh, PSA kind of needs to have an incentive in terms of uh, popularity. Like they knew they need to acknowledge the popularity in order for them to, to start putting their timing to that because um, sure. I see card as I, I feel like that's something that's very obscure especially in the West um, and, and, you know, uh, Japanese people might not really send a lot of cards to PSA or something, you know? Um, yeah. That's, that's probably like, I'm going to be, end up being the test 
like the 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 guinea yeah. pig for the test run for that stuff because I don't know too many other American IC card ass collectors outside of myself and like maybe like a handful of other guys. Um, but I think yeah, you're with, the only one I know <laughs> <laughs> with with those cards though, like I said, I just um, they're really good alternatives to dbs cards that people maybe have been priced out of like the yeah. you know the ss godbreak goku which is now super expensive from set one um yeah. you can get the, the sr version of that from bt2 and ic card ass for like 10 bucks yeah and um it's the same art it's it's just as beautiful um it's just you're not gonna have texture and the card smaller ah it's smaller it's not the same uh it, it huh seriously it's smaller yeah yeah, the cards are smaller. So like oh, every, I didn't know. every card with IC card ass is like it, I, I want to say it's similar to like the same size as maybe like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Um, oh yeah. Okay. And each card has like this chip in it. So like it's weird, like whenever you, you pull them out, like you'll see, like if you flip to the backside, if it's <laughs> not a leader, you'll just see this big microchip in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah. And um that I mean, I graded two cards with Beckett, which really made me mad because I sold a third one to my buddy Pokemon Trainer B. He got a ten, and then they like gave me a six because they gave me two fives on surfaces because of the chip. And I was like, "This is ridiculous." I like I, I, I bought these all from the same guy. And, and Brandon got a t Brandon got a ten. What the he hell? Got, he got a ten, and he, and he had <laughs> he had Vic sign sign the Broly, so it's a signed Broly, and then he ended up selling it. Um, Oh. to a, another collector but i was just like so upset because i was like these are literally all the same exact quality and oh, i just no. shafted ah that's so painful man <laughs> did you crack them already or uh no i'm so... waiting to see what psa says yeah. um and i i kind of explained the situation yeah to the psa person where why i was like frustrated and i was like i don't want to send any more to Beckett because it was like if they end up discounting this chip against me for like all of my collection I'm just like they're in every single card I there's yeah. nothing I can do about that yeah. um just freak out so I'm hoping that they take that manufacturing into account of course do you feel like uh the the, the spike in popularity for uh Panini um is due to DBS um I I think that or is it I just was, uh, you know TCG hype in general? I it probably is TCG hype in general, but I think Panini again is like it's kind of like IC card ass, like it's a, a very affordable yeah game, a game compared to you know some of the stuff that's in super. Like right. you can still get any of like the ultra rares like that unleashed I talk about, um, you know probably for like eighty five to hundred bucks maybe now and like yeah that's that's with it bouncing back like at one point that card was like 50 to 65 and like it fell off for a few years but it's just a very affordable game a lot of the foils and stuff are like i said canon scenes like everything is basically like scored the whole format's the exact same they just take clips from the show um there's a lot of nostalgia there and i think that people maybe are finally catching on because it took score a while to get there too um yeah. Yeah. i mean i remember seeing like boo boxes for sale like limited boo boxes in like 2015 2016 when i came back and they were like 250 300 bucks and you are definitely not finding those for that cheap these days <laughs> i bet yeah and uh, yeah and coming back from uh from i mean um 
looking at uh, score and and Panzi, those those card game were you know had a very very short um, life in general. Like like the TCG died after after what two or three years or something for uh, score or four years maybe. Um, score, score lasted the length of the show, so they did all of like Saiyan Saga up through the end of Boo, and then they also did GT. Um, but again, that's why I like what Dragon Ball is doing or DBS in general is them pulling from different forms of media yeah. is what's going to keep the game alive for a lot yeah. longer. And I think that people need to appreciate them doing that because if we were just focusing solely on Super, if we weren't pulling you know, people from the Xenoverse or Heroes or something like that, yeah. th this game would have already been done. Yeah, if you're uh, only making screenshots of the anime, then, then I mean, it would already be done. Yeah, I, I think they're doing a fantastic job. I think it's good to mix in a little bit of like, you know, screenshots from the anime, but also, you know, introduce some new art. And yeah. that's, I, I think that's why Dragon Ball has the best chance to sustain yeah. being a TCG that's like a playable TCG for many years to come because of what they're doing. Like, we still have yet to get certain awesome, like, awesome cards that maybe like we can get from like Super Dragon Ball Heroes. Like, you know, Cumber is an awesome yeah. character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we haven't even gotten him yet. We no. haven't even touched on some of the people from like just regular Dragon Ball. We haven't gotten a Mercenary Tao. We haven't gotten Man, a General True. Like They have so many places that they can pull from still that you know, DBS is in a good place. And I, I think yeah. people need to be patient and like yeah. not think that everything's the end of the world because Goku and Vegeta aren't featured. Like There's yeah. a lot of great characters in Dragon Ball. You just got to give it, give it time and then it makes those those ones that we do get with uh, Goku and Vegeta so much more special. Yeah. I like the way you worded because, um, you know, at, at first I was super hyped. I was like, man, this card game looks amazing. There's nothing like it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, the highest quality in the entire TCG game. Right. And, 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 and I felt like I was kind of on a cloud. Right. And, and thinking like, man, DBS is, is, is up for greatness. And, uh, and, and, and there's nothing, you know, sky is the limit you know <laughs> and uh, and then i and then i um uh you know when uh, unison warrior started and um and and i started becoming nervous a little bit because the the um, especially after the, the the sky high uh hype i was like man um this the hype is kind of dying down uh and uh, the sets are kind of underwhelming uh i'm nervous man I, I hope I hope they're still selling boxes and and they and that they don't give up because uh, if if the popularity just just drops they, who knows man they, they can just stop it tomorrow right it's not no. Pokemon right I mean <laughs> Pokemon is, is 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 massive in order for, for Pokemon to die man I mean we need a third world war but uh, but DBS, man, I'm still skeptic, man. We 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 still have yet to 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 get comfortable. I think because we've seen with the other, um, you know, Dragon Ball card games, you know, they they were all very short lived, man. So uh, yeah. we have yet to to prove ourselves. I feel like yeah. <laughs> no, and that's and that's a reasonable concern. Um, yeah. and it's it's definitely something that, again, why I'm so grateful for them to pull from different forms of media because it's to me i think that makes people like from from when i see something like if there's a character that i didn't know or something like that um like i would go and look it up like 
I would want yeah, to know fandom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like or like watch a YouTube video to see like you know like so let's say I don't know who Hearts is and they introduce yeah. Hearts. Um, like if you just type into YouTube and you like find Hearts, like you'll see that he has some great fights and super the Dragon Ball heroes. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that people just need to be a little bit more open minded to, to not having it just based off of the show because there's a lot of great characters. There's so much that they can do with the development of these characters and like we still haven't even gotten to like like as we just mentioned a bunch of characters we haven't seen but like we haven't even gotten to granola we haven't gotten to mora we haven't gotten gas Peters. like there's so much more like i'm so looking forward to that this game should be if if people continue to have an open mind and continue to buy products even if the set isn't like something that you're super hopeful for but there's one or two cards that you really like as an spr or something like that you know, support it, buy a box. If you don't like what you pull in that box, sell that stuff and then buy the card that you do like. Um, but like, you know, it's it's going to be really up to us to supporting Bandai. Like if we don't buy a product and then like people were just sitting on things like Rudy where they just have it in a bathroom and it's like nobody's buying it, like, then the game's going to die. You know what I mean? Like we can't, we can't have that. Yeah, and uh, I mean the concern is real, man. Uh, yeah, if if interest dies, then uh, so does the card game. So yeah, if we want to to be able to enjoy this this hobby, uh, you know, for years to come and not not having to worry, then uh, yeah, uh, Bandai. I mean Bandai is killing it, man. I, I right now I think uh, you know DBS is in a good space. Uh, all this is hypothetical, of course, but uh, I mean, there's no way to, there's no true reason to worry right now, right? I mean, yeah. Bandai is still, man, they're pumping out sets, anniversary boxes, collector volumes. Uh, dra- Are draft boxes still a thing? Nah. Um, um, I, don't, I think they kind of replaced draft boxes with like what yeah. they're doing with like Battle Evolution and Mythic right. Booster. I think, right. I think they're making like uh, the, like these new reprint sets with like maybe like featuring a little bit of new stuff um but I also think that's, I mean, a, like, that's a good thing man there's enough product <laughs> i can't yeah, keep I mean, up man i can't keep they're up. doing they're doing a lot of good work they're giving a little bit to everybody like the people who don't like texture they give it to you in special anniversary set if you don't care about texture right. you just play you have regular sets if you feel like you missed out on a card they're going to give you an alternate art with a reprint like they're doing everything they're in their power to make yeah. everybody as pleased exactly. as possible um I and i think that's a good thing and then also on top of that like if you know you're getting burned on this they're also pumping out a ton of digimon and like digimon's a lot of a fun you know a fun game to play as well and the, the only thing i worry again about with like them doing so much with digimon is like digimon could be like pokemon where they just have so many different characters to choose from that they can just go with it forever whereas yeah. dragon ball you know if the, if they did just focus solely on the show like we would have been done by now so I'm I'm very yeah. happy that they pull true. where they pull from. Yeah, it's true. There, there's only so many Goku SCRs that you can that you can produce, right? It's like the 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 Charizards, right? We've discussed yep. before. It's uh, you don't want it to become irrelevant, right? Yep, for sure, yep. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that's a good note to uh, to conclude the episode. Uh, but. Uh, Man, that that was a longer conversation than I expected. It's a, it was so cool, man. Time flew by like crazy. It's nine p.m. now, and I still haven't eaten. So, so let's uh, let let's conclude. And don't you have to work, man? It's like a work week. You're in the middle of the day. Don't you have to work, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get back. To that. 
<laughs> I'm teasing you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day for this, man. I really, oh, no really problem, appreciate man. it. I, I appreciate you having me. And, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm just really proud of you, man. You've, you've grown <laughs> so much. Like I honestly, like I, you know, I've known you probably longer than most people in the community. And yeah, it's, uh, it's more than um, three years now. Yeah. yeah and like, I, I've just seen, you know, your, your passion and your growth and like all the things you're doing to connect the community it takes a very special personality to be able to do those things. And, uh, you know, you're kicking ass, man. That means a lot, man. Thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy next time. Day and get your, uh, get your dinner. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. I'll join my wife or soon to be wife. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. All yeah. Right, buddy. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, getting close. So <laughs> it's awesome. Two, stuff. two more weeks, two more weeks. Okay, make man. an honest woman. <laughs> what did you say? Make her an honest woman. And then, <laughs> you know, then she'll probably start telling you about your collection's too big and you need to start selling stuff. That's what my wife does. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Oh, man. Dor, this was amazing. Uh, yeah, every time I, I do a podcast with uh, with a friend, every time I'm like, man, we need to do this more often. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm sure at some point I'll get better better at this and it will take less preparing and, and, and scheduling and because you know, I mean it's 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 late at night, right? I mean I, I'm yeah. up since 7 a.m. Uh, it's been a hectic day and uh, and after that having to do this and then it it doesn't it doesn't work and there's no connection and uh man, I'm getting yeah, tired. Go, go relax, <laughs> go enjoy yourself. I appreciate you having me on, brother. And um, you know, I'm always down yeah, sure. for, for future sessions and picking each absolutely other. absolutely i i really hope to have you on have you on again uh, in the future for sure man and if not man we we just we just need to facetime sometimes man on, yeah for uh, sure. on instagram <laughs> we'll get okay, we'll Ken in there as well and he can tell us about how our ap's are the worst cards ever <laughs> deal <laughs> <laughs> all right brother you have a good night have a good day man take care talk to you soon Thank you for listening to the Passion Over Profits podcast. Please subscribe and stay tuned for more DBS Collectors content. Interested in which guest we're having next week? Find out in the next episode of Dragon Ball's Passion Over Profits. Yes, Passion Over Profits. <laughs>